feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. Yeah, good evening. The Wednesday edition and two big matches here in Scotland. Less than an hour away, St Mirren against Hamilton Ackies and Celtic against Aberdeen. We're going there in just a moment or two. Of course, the headlines there, you heard it again at five. Stephen Gerrard feels let down by the five Covidiots, the players who broke the rules at the weekend. Bengambi Zungu, Nathan Patterson, Calvin Bassey, Depo Madupi and Brian Kinnear. So disappointed, Barry, just 24 hours before the match with Royal Antwerp. But they stood up today, they moved quickly and then they want to move on. Yes, I, I watched his interview and um, it was clearly hurting. And as you just mentioned there, he, he feels badly let down uh, with the five players. And obviously they've got to go away for two weeks now and, and um, self-isolate. And I think he's going about it the right manner. Um, he's focusing on what's in front of him and it's an important game uh, tomorrow night against Royal Antwerp. And um, he'll deal with the situation when the, the guys are allowed back in. But clearly he's um, as I said he feels uh, really disappointed and I'm sure that he'll deal with it. just the same way he dealt with, with Jones and Edmondson they find them they suspended them and um, the they guys went out and loan and I think it's too early for people to say whether their careers are going to be over or not um, but they've got a lot of groveling to do That was my next question would they play again for Rangers if- I, I think this season might be over because we, we don't know what's going to happen in terms of suspension um, but I'm all for always giving somebody um, a second chance. They are young, you've got to remember that, um, but they are young adults and they know what's going on um, in this world just now with the, the coronavirus. So they were they were silly, they were stupid and I'm sure Rangers will deal with it in the right manner. Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers captain with us, of course. Leanne Crichton of Glasgow City, the former Scotland star. Leanne, looking at the other matches tonight, uh, Hamilton at St Mirren and Celtic Aberdeen, two big games for different reasons. Aberdeen, what, one win in nine and Celtic going for five games in a row, but too little, too late. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. I think it'll be a tough night for Aberdeen if they're to get anything out of the game. Celtic look like they're, they're back to... The team that we've known, you know, the performances that they've produced, uh, they've got that momentum, four wins on the bounce, looking to make it five. They look like a team that are set to make a statement from now until the end of the season. And Aberdeen, we know, have struggled to get goals. You know, it's been a huge problem. Um, it might all come together tonight. You know, we might be in for a cracker and have goals galore, but certainly it'll be a tough one for them. And another match, another side, um, you know, a cracker as well. Both sides are looking to pick up points. Decent form. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Neil Lennon today saying the club, he said, we've had mitigating circumstances throughout this campaign, some of which I can't divulge publicly. So we'll maybe speak about that later. What's been going on in the background that's contributed towards the... uh, the downfall of what they thought was going to be 10 in a row but of course they didn't reckon that Rangers would go on this run which could uh, continue this coming weekend but that's going to be in Sunday so much tomorrow night Rangers playing Royal Antwerp tonight Celtic playing Aberdeen on the line now our own Rob McLean Rob good evening Hi Paul Hi Leon. Hi Barry Hi Rob How you doing Rob? 
Rob, you'll be looking forward to this one for, uh, you know, yeah. there's a lot, the two managers very much in focus. Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it, uh, to hear Neil Lennon, it's almost like managerial victim support a little bit at the moment. He's been under so much pressure. Maybe that's eased a little, but, but the Celtic fans, as we know from all the callers we're getting, uh, are still pretty unhappy um, at the lack of clarity about, about what's happening at Celtic. But, but Neil Lennon feels for Derek McInnes and what he's going through at the moment. He's under real pressure. Um, I would imagine the bookies won't be giving too much of a chance uh, to Aberdeen tonight. In terms of team news, interesting team news for Celtic and really uh, pleasing news as well about Stephen Welsh, uh, who went off injured. It looked a bad one a couple of games ago, but he's back in the, in the squad, in the team. So it just shows you the amount of faith that Neil Lennon has in the youngster at the back. He immediately comes back in and elbows uh, Shane Duffy out of the side. Two other changes, pretty much freshening it up, I would imagine, for Celtic at the moment. Scott Brown goes back to the bench as Mela Soro is back in the midfield and Albion Ayeti returns up front alongside Odson Edouard. So three changes uh, to the Celtic side, which came back from a goal down in Perth on Sunday to win uh, with some top quality football in the second half by two goals to one. Celtic with Scott Bain in goals, Jojo Kenny, Stephen Welsh, Chris Iyer and Greg Taylor. Ismaila Soro and Callum McGregor, the two sitting midfielders. Uh, Ryan Christie and David Turnbull are the two attacking midfielders. Uh, Albion Ayeti uh, alongside Odson Edouard. So a little bit of a, a reshuffle for Celtic, but that still looks a pretty strong team on the bench. Uh, Vasilis Barkas, Shane Duffy, Tony Ralston, uh, Diego Laxal, Scott Brown, Tom Rogic, Moyel Yunusi, Lee Griffiths and Patrick Klimala. So there's a, a fair bit of choice there in reserve. In terms of Aberdeen, uh, just the one change, uh, Ash Taylor returns back into their three-man central defence. Uh, Niall McGinn drops out to the bench. So it's a team clearly uh, built to try and withstand Celtic and hopefully, from a, an Aberdeen point of view, have something on the attack as well. Joe Lewis and goals. Tommy Hoban, Ash Taylor, Andy Considine. Uh, Matty Kennedy and Johnny Hayes will be the wing-backs. There's a midfield trio of Ross McCrory, Lewis Ferguson and Dean Campbell. Uh, presumably, uh, Lewis or Ross will be the one to try and get up and support the front players. Flo Camberry makes a second start and uh, Fraser Hornby uh, is up front for Aberdeen and he's been pretty unlucky, Barry, in the, the time he's come into the team, really, isn't it? It's been really unfortunate for him and, and it feels as if the game has just been passing him by in these last few games as Aberdeen have, have struggled to score. They haven't scored in five. They've never not scored in six, so that's a record uh, they don't want to be breaking tonight. Yeah, Rob, I was going to say, good to see Ross McCrory going back into the centre of the park. I, I seen he played right back at the weekend. I think that's the yeah. position where he needs to um, play for Aberdeen. I think he's such an important player and him and Lewis um, really complement uh, each other. Yeah, it's just, it's just getting the balance right, isn't it, Barry? Um, when you've got, I mean, when they played, when they lost to Hibs recently at Easter Road, um, Dylan McGeoch was part of a midfield trio. I'm not sure they were all that clear on who was doing what, who you know, and who was the more, the more advanced of the of the trio. And they could have a similar problem tonight. Dean Campbell's very much a sitter. He passes it well, but he's not he's not really one to drive with the ball. So so that that's what they'll be looking uh, for from Lewis. Uh, 
your nephew and, and Ross McCrory. Um, but it's about identity, isn't it? It's about, it's about players knowing exactly what they're doing on the pitch. And right at this moment, with confidence down, um, you know, Aberdeen is struggling. Leanne, well, for Celtic? Oh, for Celtic. Um, I think it's interesting that they've made the, the couple of changes that they have. Uh, I think Rogic has been instrumental mm. in terms of the last couple of performances and results. Yeah. I would say that yeah. Scott Brown's looks like he's been back to, to doing what Scott Brown does, but is this the way that he, he should be managed now, is that he, he starts every other game and, and keeps things ticking over? Only time will tell. Just touching on the, the Aberdeen team there Rob as well it's interesting the formation because a lot of the chat over the weekend that I covered as well is that you know Derek's insistent with this back five back three um, mm. for me I just think with the players that they've got the, the back four would just make so much more sense and simplify what they do um, yeah. but you know whether he'll tweak that tonight um, it's because Derek's been known for just matching up with the opposition that he plays against it looks like Celtic will go with that 4-4-2 four, four, uh, diamond but I, I just I, it baffles yeah. me because what they're doing isn't yeah. working. Yeah, no, I, I hear where you're coming from. And I think it really affects uh, Leanne, Matty Kennedy and Johnny Hayes. I, I don't think they're quite sure sometimes whether to stick or twist. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, I mean, they're both, they've both got real attacking instincts as wingers. And yet, as wingbacks, they've got that responsibility to get back as well. And, and I think it's a bit like it's a bit like playing a central midfield three as well. You know, I'm not sure they all know particularly uh, what is what's wanted from them individually. Mm -hmm. And and I think you can see that in the performances of, of Kennedy and Hayes uh, as well at the moment. But but I guess that's what you get in a struggling team, isn't it? When you ha when you've won one game in nine uh, and you've got two two of your next three are against Celtic, mm. uh, confidence is down for Aberdeen. They missed so many chances to get close to Hibs, get above Hibs, even get to get close to Celtic not so very long ago. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just a, it's, a, it's a real struggle for them at the moment. Yep. Barry, what are you thinking about Griffiths on the bench again? And it's a Yeti back in up with uh, Edward. Yeah, I, I was maybe thinking that um, Griffiths might have um, started the game tonight. Um, a Yeti obviously missed uh, the game at the, the weekend. I thought Ryan Christie, to be fair to him, done well up top with, with Edward. Um, and it's another opportunity for a Yeti. Um, I don't think he's he set the place alight, if I'm being honest with you. Um, one thing I will say about him is he's, he's clearly looking fitter to me. Um, it looks if like he's lost a, a, a bit of weight. Um, a lot of people keep going on about his fitness, but he needs to start hitting the he ground should, running. He should be by now, shouldn't he? Yeah. yeah, I know a lot's made of that, Rob, but about, I, mean, I think he came in um, three, four months ago. I mean, you should clearly be up to, to a level of fitness by now. Um, so yeah. it's interesting to see that he's went with, with a Yeti instead of Lee Griffiths. I think the changes are really interesting and I get, I get what Leanne was saying there absolutely because uh, you know Scott Brown has been so criticised and yet when you saw what at the weekend I mean he was back to doing what Scott Brown does mm -hmm. great positional play breaking things up starting things off and, and Brogic you know really performing at a really good level at the moment and, and Neil Lennon must have had a thought about just pretty much leaving things, apart from maybe Stephen Welsh at the back, bringing him back in, I see that and I get that, leaving the rest of the team much the same, rather than, you know, because having gone through this four-game winning run, 12 goals to two, Celtic looking like their old selves, he must have thought about keeping change to a minimum, I'd have thought. 
I think also Rob with John Joe Kenny in there as well that's offered Celtic that bit more stability you know which allows Scott Brown to do what Scott Brown does when, when he's not having to cover too far into the wide areas where he gets to just plug that hole in the middle of the park um, as long as he's got pace in and around him you know, and can do the, the sort of running that Scott Brown used to do, I think he, he can absolutely continue doing the job for Celtic that he does, but it's when he's yeah. left exposed, you know, it's when full-back areas are left yeah. vacant uh, and he's dragged into wide areas to cover and positionally it is dragged all over the place. Um, but it's interesting yeah. and it just shows you where uh, Shane Duffy really is in the pecking order, you know, that, mm. that Welsh has, has been out injured, he has yeah. struggled and he comes straight back and that shows you the intent of Celtic, making sure that they, they continue this win, win and run that they're yeah, you still look at Celtic, yeah, but there's still it's still a strong eleven. Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. I, I've got to give a young lad uh, Wells credit again. I think since he's come into the team, he's done really well. Good temperament, um, isn't he? Very, yeah. very good. He's coming at a tough time. Remember as well when Celtic um, have been struggling a bit. So that shows you what, what type of character uh, that young boy has, and it shows you what Leanne just mentioned there. What Neil Lennon thinks of him. Shane Duffy, I thought had yeah. probably his best game for Celtic. Um, at the weekend he still but, has moments though that but, you just think yeah. like he's under no pressure and, and he's giving away balls 40 yard passes yeah, in but, centr- uh, into central areas uh, just to nobody I do think that is his best game but he did look a lot more solid at the weekend but it just shows you that Neil Lennon trusts the, mm-hmm. the young boy more than he, he does Shane Duffy so Rob who's going to win tonight what's the scoreline do you think um, I, I think 2-0 Celtic I think it'll be uh, comfortable for them um, I also think it's really painful for the Celtic fans at the moment to see them playing like this uh, just like old times but the horse has bolted uh, this is what they needed to be doing right in the mid in mid-season not letting Rangers get out of their reach so it, it's gratifying for them that, that Celtic are playing like this but also at the same time uh, pretty agonising as well that, that they wanted this much earlier in the season to keep 10 in a row alive um, but but I see I, I see Celtic uh, winning comfortably tonight, and I think it could well be another goalless game for Aberdeen. I'm I'm going for two 0 Rob, just a quick one in terms of Camberry. How did he do in, in Saturday? Obviously, I only seen the highlights. Yeah, I, I thought he did well, Barry. I thought he did exactly what you, what you expected he would do. Yes, he's short of games, uh, but he played the whole game, which kind of surprised me. I didn't think he would last the whole game. He did. I think he brought Aberdeen uh, a bit of energy and a bit of personality. Um, it was difficult for him. It, it, it can't be a one-man show. I, I think he'll, you know, it's tougher opposition tonight. But I think he might have more influence tonight. He'll be that little bit sharper. He's got 90 minutes uh, under his belt. I, I think he's a good signing. I worry about Fraser Hornby. I think mm-hmm. I think the games are just passing him by at the moment. He's not really having a, having a great deal of influence. Um, I, I wonder about Callum Hendry who struggled to make a big impact at St Johnston so can he do that at Aberdeen but Camberry's the one uh, who can make a difference and maybe he can be uh, a catalyst for the players round about maybe he can help them to perform because Aberdeen need Lewis Ferguson to be back doing what he's doing Ross McCrory they've all got you know, improvement to find I think in terms of what they've been doing and, he, and even Matty Kennedy and Johnny Hayes all these guys can do better and if they can find some inspiration tonight then maybe Aberdeen might find a way back That's where Rob I, th- I think you know having Lewis Ferguson dropping back into that central area I think you know as much as he can probably do a job a bit higher up the pitch I would like to see how much of an impact he can make now linking with Canberry uh, and Hornby 
because if you think of the goals that he scored yep. earlier in the season it's goals you know six of them yep. I think were penalties but a lot of them are arriving late edge of the box that Frank Lampard yep. style that we know picking up good areas second balls um, I don't think it suits him being higher up the pitch where he's back to goal a lot of the time No I think you're right and, it, and it's I mean it's, not, it's it's knocking on four months now since he scored which is absolutely incredible uh, because he got off to such a great scoring start with the help of penalties, but but he was in open play as well. He he was he was always threatening. There was the one recently off the underside of the bar, which was wasn't given, which should have been given. Um, but I think we want to see Barry. We want to see Lewis uh, getting back into those scoring areas, and and as Leanne says, maybe you know supporting Camberry and Hornby as well. Yep, I've got to agree with you, Robert. I, I do think. That's one thing that he wanted to add to his game was was goals, and he certainly done that at the start of the season. He, he needs to now start um, getting that that back on track. Rob, enjoy the match. We'll be speak to you later. Yeah, thanks a lot. All the best. Thanks a lot. Rob's Cheers, on Rob. tomorrow night as well on the program, and we'll speak about Celtic's pre-contract with uh, Liam Shaw of Sheffield Wednesday. And Barry, you've heard some good things about this youngster, nineteen years old, defender, utility, midfield. Um, a lot of good things you're hearing from Sheffield. Yep, but I'm hearing he's he's a real prospect, and you just need to look at the the reaction of the Sheffield United, uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Sorry, should I say the fans? They're really disappointed that, that they've lost um, this young um, young lad to to Celtic. So. All in all, I think it's going to be a, a, a very big signing for Celtic. Quick break and then we're back. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Tonight with Paul Cooney, Leanne Crichton of Glasgow City. Not playing at the moment, but hopefully, hopefully we'll find out at the beginning of March. But as COVID uh, decreases, the vaccine's out there, Leanne, we hope we have you back playing maybe later in March we need to hope so Paul these <laughs> legs will never get back up and running <laughs> telling well, you I know keeping you busy on, on the telly uh, and on the radio too but nothing beats the training with your colleagues and you just can't no. and, and you've always said you feel for the girls that signed recently and, and they're on their own in this country yeah it's so yeah. tough it is so tough I'm fine doing my own thing working away keeping busy out running quite a bit um, but the girls that are here and they've just moved to the city uh, the only time I get to see them is on Instagram and they're in another park is all I can say you know travelling just to the closest park that they've got training as much as they possibly can but we hope come the 1st of March there'll be a positive roadmap out of this and Barry you're on players at Kelty Hearts as well I know you're on the phone to them every other day trying to look after them for their mental health yeah we, we've got a training schedule we stick to the, the same as the training nights and, and game days a Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday um, but, but it's tough for them listen it's tough for everybody there's no doubt about it we just need to try and keep a level of fitness and then hopefully come the start of March that we're maybe allowed to get back um, to train and, and hopefully play games. Um, but they've got to be mindful of that they've been off now for about six or seven weeks so you you will need at least three or four weeks preparation to get them up to scratch so they're ready to go and play games of football. How's your own injury? It's not great. No. It's not great. <laughs> I'll, I'll need to rest up for another week to ten days and then hopefully... My calf will be all right. I'm, I'm struggling to enjoy running. I do. I enjoy running every day. Good for day. the mind, isn't it? Yeah, it is good. But I need to remember, I'm 43. I'm not 23. I still think I can. I can run the way I used to. Um, so I'll need to uh, temper it down a wee bit when I come back. You're in good form on Monday, Leanne. You were listening in uh, <laughs> the call that came in about the uh, the value of Edward and and Barry was right on it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Listened to most of the show on Monday. That's his opinion. Enjoyed it. Oh, of course, everybody's entitled to, to an opinion. And to be honest, I, I agree. And, and not just because he's, he's sat next to me tonight. I think Odson Edward is, is a top, top talent. I think it's hard to, to see how good any player can be. Um, I think Sai 
very possibly alluded to John McGinn as an example, you know, how well he performed up in Scotland, but would anybody ever have anticipated that he would have went down to the Premiership and performed the way he is? I don't think so. Um, he's now rated as probably a £50 million midfielder down there, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Odson Edward has been consistent his performances in, in Scotland. The goals that he's scored, whether we deem it being good form, bad form or indifferent, uh, he's a goal scorer, he's talented, he's 21 years old. If you put him into the European market and top sides, he's absolutely going to be up there top six Premiership, no doubt. Yep, give him that opportunity and I firmly believe he would be a top player down there. And as I said, I'm not going to change because I had a, a ding-dong on there with um, somebody who's got an opinion where I thought when he says the top end of the championship I thought that was been disrespectful Edward and the me. reason why I believe it as well Paul is when I look at the, the way teams in England play and the mm. way Odson Edward links the game the pace in England is frightening it's a level above what, what we have up here um, and that's just because there's a bigger pool a bigger talent pool you put Odson Edward in England and the way he scores goals and the way he links the game with runners going beyond them in behind the amount of opportunities and, and assists and opportunities to score um, I think he would do very well down there easily that's just my opinion though (laughs) some of the other headlines today Thomas Buffel your old colleague at Rangers compares Ryan Jack with Barry Ferguson is Ryan Jack that good? I did did have a slight pause when I read this earlier (laughs) on I must say Um, he's doing probably a job now for Rangers that perhaps in the beginning I don't think anybody would have anticipated Ryan Jack to do I think he's come on leaps and bounds but I look at the age that, that Ryan Jack's at you know approaching his late 20s and you look at the way Barry performed, you know, captain of Rangers at 21 years old, I think that was a huge ask. When you look at the, the talent pool and, and the group of players that he captained, the accolades that he won individually, um, collectively, I think it's a very hard comparison. But well, One thing I will say about Ryan Jack, when Rangers did first sign him, I was thinking to myself, that's OK, but I've got to be honest with you. He's developed. He's got better and better each season, and this season he's became a massive player for Rangers. Yeah. You see the difference when he was out injured. Uh, Rangers really missed him. Uh, and you see the qualities that he brings to the team. And I think with age, he's getting better and better. And he's became um, probably one of Steven Gerrard's most important players. That's how much he's come on since he signed from Aberdeen. The one thing I love about him is that, the fact that he is a bit older in terms of player development, but he's got an opportunity as a central midfielder to work under the management of Steven Gerrard and I think he's a player that's grabbed that opportunity with two hands I even think his temperament you think of the player that he was when he came from Aberdeen he was prone to ascending off getting caught up in the heat of the moment he was always the one that was right in there at the centre thing he's not got that now he's very calm he's very composed kind of forgotten about that actually I, he has changed you know, totally yeah. changed his, his temperament and everything yeah. and, and that's credit to him because a lot of players at that age could think they know it all they've moved yeah, to he's Rangers channel, he's channeling his aggression now which is important but the biggest thing for me is it, what he's starting to add is goals Mm-hmm. that's one thing that I felt always you could get more out of, of Ryan Jack and he certainly I mean you've seen his finishing Saturday that's fit to win any game but I do think he's became a massive player for he's Rangers. a leader with an armband is what mm-hmm. you could say the way he plays but he's got a great guy beside him as well Leanne mentioned the manager the assistant manager Gary McAllister was a phenomenal mm-hmm. midfielder yeah. Absolutely. you've got Stephen Davis Indeed. the way that that guy's played this season player of the season yeah Maybe. Yeah, he's, he's got to be up there, Stephen Davis. He's he's been exceptional for Rangers. Barry, what's the news today on James Tavernier? He limped off, limped off in training yesterday. Um, uh, the manager said in his interview, news, apparently. yep, that he's he's fine. Um, he's Still fine good. to, to go, and, uh, go and play in the game um, again. Another, you, you want your captain 
um, fit and ready for for big games this season, and uh, certainly Tavernier's been a, a massive player for Rangers. So I'm I'm, I'm just sort of smiling because <laughs> Celtic smiling. TV has just come on, and uh, is that a former Celtic manager with a, a beard there, Gordon Strachan? Looks as yeah. if he's been into like character for a movie or something, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I captain, yeah, on the bridge there. Uh, yeah, not with a beard. No, indeed. Yeah, it's going to be a bit white now, though, hasn't it? Mine? No, not yours. <laughs> he's he's sixty four, won three league titles, Celtic manager. Gordon Strack is there, and who's the other one in the Tosh bonnet? McKinley? Is that Tosh? Yep. Yeah, I just saw the wide shot there. So <laughs> it's coming up uh, on Celtic TV: Celtic against Aberdeen and St Mirren against Hamilton. So we're going to keep you right up to date on the program tonight's with OPC Energy Limited. Uh, the Celtic team: Bain and goals, Taylor, Ayeti, Sorrow, Turnbull, and Kenny, Christie, Edward, and I are up front. McGregor and Welsh. And uh, Aberdeen, Lewis, the captain, Hoban, Considine, Hornby, Taylor, Hayes, Ferguson, Camberry, Campbell, Kennedy and McCrory. How are they lining up then, Barry? Celtic, a uh, couple of changes there. I think they'll, they'll stick to the, the four diamond too. It's been really successful um, the last four games and there's there's no reason why the, the manager will change it. I know he's changed a, a bit of the personnel, made three changes. Um, but I don't think it'll affect Celtic tonight, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I think they'll be far too strong for Aberdeen. St Mirren against Hamilton. St Mirren line up Anik, Tate, Shaughnessy the captain, McCarthy, Obika the striker, McAllister, Dermis, McPherson, Fraser, Erwin and Erehan. Against Hamilton, Fulton, O'Dolphin, McMahon, Easton, Hamilton, Anderson, Ocampo, Trafford, Martin, Hodson and Callaghan. Uh, great game. Well, both great games. Let's look at St Mirren against Hamilton. What a week or two it's been for the Ackies. The draw with the league leaders Rangers, the champions elect. And then that win at the weekend in the Derby, 4-1. Absolutely, Paul. And they were fantastic. Um, I was across the games at the weekend. They came out the blocks flying. Hamilton, really impressive, really aggressive. Uh, of course, the, the sending off, you know, adds to the game in, in terms of... Do you think that would have made a difference? I don't think overall, mm. but maybe a goal here or there. I don't know if they would have conceded four. Um, but they were so impressive. You know, they were like a team that were seriously fighting for, for top six, let alone a team that had, you know, a couple of weeks before been rooted to the bottom. They were the hungrier team. They were, and they have, they've got a game plan, Hamilton, and what they've got, I've maybe mentioned it before on the show, but the youthfulness in the side means that bad results don't linger. You know, and Brian Rice instills a confidence in the team and a belief that he backs the players. You know, it doesn't matter whether they go and lose eight goals to Rangers um, or they go and win, you know, a Lanarkshire Derby 4-1. He backs them regardless. He gives them that confidence and that freedom of expression Um and you know he's reaped the rewards of that in the last couple of weeks and credit to Brian Rice because he is a manager that over the course of the season had a really tough time you think back to a couple of those interviews um, before the turn of the year he was in a difficult place you know he was having a really tough time but he's he's knuckled down the players have stuck with him um, he's brought a couple of players in you know Bruce Anderson up top was fantastic at the weekend Ross Callahan is probably in the best form of his life. He's at a club that he's happy. It's like a family, he said, and, and you can see that in the way that he plays. It'll be a really good game tonight. And he's moved a dolphin into the central centre of the park. Which has been key. Which, which he, he's been outstanding. He, he got brought from Livingston as, a I think, a, a right-back. Um, and he's uh, obviously seen something in him and moved him into the, the central area. But I'm delighted for Brian Rice, as Leanne just pointed out. He said um, a few tough moments this season. Um, one recall with the, the defeat, the 8-0 defeat against Rangers. 
they come back in the bus and the fans are outside the stadium and, and one thing I think I mentioned it last week he comes out in the faces of music and he spoke to them yes. um, just stick with us and it's great to see the hard work's paying off I thought against Rangers they were outstanding they deserved to win the game and then in the, the Lanarkshire derby and, and Saturday there they were they were outstanding and I don't think it would have made a difference that's what I was asking Leanne the margin maybe that was it yeah. I, I don't even think so I, I just think they were at it they're in a real good place they obviously took so much confidence for the Rangers um, point uh, and I, I see them going to St Man tonight and winning you think they're going to win tonight? yes because yep. St Man they've got too many players out too mm-hmm. many important players for yep. me they're, I think they're missing four certain starters so I think the confidence is, is oozing out of Hamilton just now and they'll go and get that vital three points Leanne Aki's came off the bottom at the weekend same as Ross County on 23 points but they've got better goal difference so Kilmarnock on 24 Motherwell on 28 St Johnson on 30 and St Mirren they were 6 they fell to 7th position on 33 points who do you fancy tonight at Paisley Jim Goodwin with a new contract? Yeah, and I, just to touch on that first, I think Jim is yep. more than deserving of that and it's nice to see the, the level of commitment and the fact that Jim sees himself as being settled at the club and has obviously appreciated the investment and the backing that he's had in terms of the recruitment this year. Um, I think St Mirren are, are in for a, a difficult couple of weeks and it'll be interesting to see how they adapt because they've gone from having a, a really strong group of players, they've lost three key players Um I actually don't know if Jake Doyle Hayes is even on the bench tonight. I know he came off injured at the weekend. No. No. So he's another one missing. Brophy, we know his season is finished. And Christian Dennis uh, is another one. Three key players. So it'll be interesting to see how much this team can carry. Um, You know, Jim's side over the coming weeks. But they've done ever so well. Hamilton, you just couldn't write them off because I think there's a confidence and a belief now amongst the side. Uh, I think there'll be goals because I, I do believe that both sides now have, have found a way to getting goals, Barry, and I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yeah, but I just look at St Mernon, I agree with what Lan says. He, Jim Goodwin is deserving of that new contract. Mm. I, I like the way his team goes about their business. I like the way they play. I think his recruitment's been excellent, but I think there's too many injuries. It's, it's going to hurt him. That that's the problem. They've not got the biggest squad, and they're big players. There, for me, certain starters, and that that's at man eleven. So that's why I, I think Hamilton will go and get the the vital three points. Liam, what's your scoreline tonight? I think there'll be goals. I'm going to go for, I think a two-one Akis tonight. Going for the Akis as yeah. well, Barry. You're going for Akis. Is it two-one, three-one? Yeah, one-nil. Yeah, but I, yeah. that's what I'm going to go for. I think it'll be tight. A cagey affair, and I think Aki's will, will uh, just nick it one now. What about Celtic? You said just before Celtic Aberdeen, you're going for. I, I think Celtic again. We I know they've made the, the the changes tonight. I don't think it'll make a difference, Paul. I think they're they're starting to find that bit of form, and I'm going three 0 for for Celtic tonight. Some good stuff in the three 0 Celtic. Leanne in the second half against St Johnson, you saw moments of what you saw this time last year from Celtic. Oh, 100%. You know, they've, they've got that fluidity to the way that they play now. Um, they've got a belief, you can see, even in the celebrations and the way the, the players are getting around the pitch. There's a wee bit more of a, a swagger, if you like, even although they probably understand that the, the title is beyond them, but they understand the, the magnitude of you know, what's in front of them and they must finish the season strong. Um, what I do think you'll see for Celtic tonight is another ruthless performance simply because it's an opportunity to reduce the points deficit to 15, um, something that it's not been for a, a long time. Um, 
and put a wee bit of pressure on Rangers because it, it, you know when you've went for having a 23 point gap and it's down to yeah. 15 Rangers will feel that you know and they'll be looking to try and, and get that back but as long as you get the points in the bag first knowing that you've got two old firm games still to go you would probably like to make the, the run in in the end of the season as uncomfortable as it possibly could um, so it'll be interesting I think it'll be a Celtic win tonight I can see it being a 2-0, 2 something like that. I, I think the thing um, at the weekend that will please Neil Lennon, uh, Neil Lennon the most is when they go a goal behind, he gets a response. And that's something that mm. they've not had this season. Um, and it, at times when Celtic have went behind or somebody scored a, against them, they've kind of folded a wee bit. Um, so they showed a great reaction and they thoroughly deserved to win the game in the end for me. So that's the most pleasing thing for Neil Lennon. And as I said... Tonight, they're still, you look at the starting 11, there's still a lot of quality in that team. And the one they're all talking about is Odson Edward. Neil Lennon was speaking about him and his family. Well, regardless of whether he goes or not, um, you know, the club will look at all interest, all sort of actual bids for him and, and make the best decision for the club. You know, I don't, I'm not sure his, his current form has any bearing on how much he'll go for because he's a top class player, as everybody knows. But it's great for us that. He is in great form, and um, you know I don't want to talk about him leaving. I'd rather he'd much rather stay here for the foreseeable future. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. We've had no disruption on the inside this week in terms of our preparation on the training pitch. We, we've had decent numbers, even though obviously they've changed with the three or four missing that are usually training with us on a daily basis. But it hasn't had any interruption in terms of our preparation. We've still had quality numbers, but. You know, sitting for the weekend after another positive result in a clean sheet, uh, the players had a day off and then um, we went straight into our answer preparation. And I, I don't know whether the boys have got the, the bit between the teeth, but they certainly look really in a zone and focused and ready to put in a performance tomorrow night. Barry, the manager will be glad to get away from it here about the COVID idiots and, and just look forward to the match tomorrow. You looking forward to it, Royal Yeah, Antwerp? I'm looking forward to it. And, and he's doing the right thing. He's, he's just totally putting his focus on what's in, in front of him and that, that's a, a massive game in, in Europe again it's great to that they've had a month or so off off Europe um, so they'll be they'll be chatting at the bit to, to get back and playing so he, he'll just be focusing on what's in hand as I say the European game then Dun United on Sunday and then once the guys are out of uh, self-isolation that's when the club will go and deal with the situation he was asked who would be playing up front. Obviously, Roof and Morellas have been out, but they're back. The squad's really healthy at the moment in terms of you know the the players that have played a lot. You know, I know Alfredo's uh, really chomping at the bit to get back, and um, hopefully he can make up for the time that he's lost. I think he owes it to his teammates to um, come back a good place and try and finish the the, the season in the best place he can. Kamara's slightly different because he's still got to serve uh, a one-game ban uh, at the weekend. But uh, again, I'm delighted that he's available um, for both legs. He's on a yellow card, so he needs to be careful if we decide to go with him from the start or he comes off, off the bench. Barry, quite strong there saying about Morelos, he owes his teammates a performance. He, he does, because his teammates, and as a manager just pointed out, they're, they're disappointed to lose a big player. He is a big player. There's no getting away from that. I think Rangers are a far better team when Morelos is, is playing in the starting 11. Um, and, and I think that's been proven since he's he's been out suspended. I've got no doubt he'll come straight back in. I'm sure the manager would have worked him hard um, when he's not had much game time. I'm sure they would have, they've, they would have trained him um, at a real high tempo to make sure um, when the time was right to come back into the team, he'd be ready to go. So 
I think he'll come straight in. There's no doubt in my mind about it. And Roof? Yeah, again, he he's became a big player for Rangers. I, I'm not too sure if he will come back in. I'm, I'm kind of thinking he'll go with a midfield three, a Jack, um, Davis and, and Kamara. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he'll possibly play a Rebo out on the right-hand side alongside Kent on the left-hand side. That That's the kind of way that I think the manager will go. Um, but he's got good options there, Paul. That's the reason why you've got a big squad. There's a lot of competition um, and he's got big decisions to make. And this Rangers team over the last couple of years, Leanne, they've loved uh, the this Europa League and they've done so well. Yeah, they have. They've performed well and I actually think it's it's been better for them in terms of their performances coming off the back of it. I think once you, you need to increase your performance levels midweek, everybody is on their toes constantly. Um, Barry might have felt it as a player, but certainly I know that you would rather play games. You know, you would rather be recovering during the week, one training session, uh, recovery, you know, go again, prepare for the next game and keep that going. And that's where you get consistency. And when you win games and you perform well, it just breeds, you know, confidence right throughout the team. And Rangers will take confidence going into this match. You know, they've played against opponents from Belgium already this season. Um, they'll have looked at that. They'll have analysed those performances. They'll have looked at results. They'll have a real belief that they can go and get a result. Yep, these games in Europe midweek, they, they take a lot out of you physically, but mentally as well. Because um, they'll be put under pressure that they'll be the manager will be putting them under pressure they'll be putting pressure on themselves to make sure they, they progress because they've got a great opportunity I think they've got every chance to go, go into the last 16 and then you never know it's a luck of the draw you could get a real mm-hmm. good uh, draw that, that goes your way um, so again I keep going back to it that's why he's built such a big squad is he's got the luxury when he goes with a team on a Thursday night in Europe away from home um, in the Sunday he can go and make that three and four changes and it doesn't seem to affect um, the team at all. It did, I, I thought it for the first time against Hamilton when he made the changes, that's the first time I've mm-hmm. seen it affect the way they've, they've played. But in general, over the, the, the course of the season, it's not been um, it's not been that for Rangers. A few minutes ago, Leanne said on the programme that if it goes to 15 points tonight, if Celtic win against Aberdeen, it could put a bit of pressure on Rangers. Yeah. Do you think, is that the case? Will Rangers yeah. feel pressure at 15 points? Yep, uh, of course. Um, that, that's when you play at a club like Rangers or Celtic, and certainly with Rangers being in front, and I fully expect Celtic to win tonight. And I'm, I'm sure the group of players at, at Rangers will fully expect Celtic to do the same. I said that, Paul, with, with the games in hand, um, always counted them as wins for, for Celtic. And you put yourself under pressure as well, because um, that, that keeps you on your toes. But Rangers have, uh, can't concentrate on anything else apart from tomorrow night. Once that game's over, if Celtic do get the three points, which I think they will tonight, then they'll, they'll make sure, they need to make sure that they get the win against Dundee United at Ibrox and, and Sunday because Dundee United are starting to pick up a bit of form a couple of good results now for them so that will not be a an easy game for them Leanne, if Celtic do go on to 64 points it'll be the first time in months they've both played the same number of games well they will have to matter what the score is tonight that hasn't happened since what? September? because of obviously yep. the ball and golly uh, and, that, and that's, where yeah. you, that's where you then utilise that psychology yep. you know that's mm. what will be happening in the Celtic dressing room I would imagine you know you you can only control the controllables and what you can contribute towards you cannot control what Rangers do you cannot control what happens elsewhere all you need to focus on is winning each game as Barry says you know he's always had it as the points were in the bag the points were there for, for Celtic to take you then look at the two old firm games I'm sure both sides of the old firm will believe that they can go and get maximum points from both of those games 
But Celtic will be looking at it as Rangers haven't been in this position before in the sense that they need to go over the line. Celtic have done that and they've done it convincingly season upon season. And that is, as a professional footballer, to be a real winner takes a lot. You know, so that's where the psychology will come in for both sides now. We really manage it um, to get there to the end of the season and just see how uh, things finish. That, that'll that be the chat in the Celtic dressing room, certainly mm-hmm. for the manager. Let's go and make sure we get the three points. And what, again, um, we'll put a, a bit of pressure. As Land said, Rangers ha- haven't been in this position. I think they've handled being in the lead pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that Celtic can only do one thing, and that's make sure that they win this game in hand, which is tonight. Um, but as I said, it's it's all mind games. But when you play at a big club, you've got to be able to handle the pressures that come with it. I'm loving it the, the pretty well. It's the, there is definitely a manual has come out from <laughs> Stephen Gerrard, the chair, everybody. Pretty well. Just take it easy. Don't make exaggerated claims, and just wait and see what happens. But I know that I've, I've been saying to you for weeks yeah, and weeks. I, I, th- I think when you take the foot off the gas, or you think it, it's one, mm-hmm. it always comes back to slap you in the face. That, that's the way that um, I get brought up. Is as simple as that. You, you, nothing's ever won until it's impossible for the team that's chasing you. <laughs> they can't yeah. get close to you. Um, but listen, I, I, I want to kid them on Rangers in pole position here. What I mean. What a position to be in. They just need to make sure they get they get over the line quicker rather than later in terms of they don't want to go and get a couple of draws and then make it um, last that bit longer. Across the city then, Celtic getting ready for the match just eight minutes away. It's, uh, we like the six o'clock kickoffs. These are good, aren't they? People in Great. from work. Or do you go out to work? Some people will be and people work in the health service and all that. Sit down tonight, keep the radio on. We'll keep you up to date. And it's on Celtic TV or St Mirren against Hamilton as well. Yeah, I don't know what James, obviously... Celtic TV's on here but yeah. he's put St Mern TV on I think he's... you've got St Mern TV as well our own Ali Defoy's there yeah, David... I've got to watch the St Mern game you oh. can watch the Celtic <laughs> I know, I know you'll be watching <laughs> that so are Celtic starting to plan for next year you know John Joe Kenny is in Liam Shaw from Sheffield Wednesday we'll speak about him Barry knows a bit about the young player 19 year old uh, what about Celtic spending you know we've not really spent any money in the you know the January window um, you know brought John Joe in and obviously we've sold El Hamid and and Fringpong, you know, two players who, you know, made it clear that they wanted to go in Cham, you know, he wanted to go as well. So, you know, in terms of finances, you know, that's not been dictated to me. It's more or less a question of, you know, players were unhappy um, and they made that clear for a while. And, you know, we thought it best from a footballing point of view that we move the players on. Leanne, Barry did say weeks ago, Neil Lennon, don't look for him going anywhere soon. Um, and he is beginning to build. You hear his own players now getting rid of the enchams and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. What do you make of the way it's developing? Well, I think it's interesting. You know, it certainly added another element to what we all thought was inevitable only probably three or four weeks ago. Uh, and maybe Neil Lennon will be there next season. You know, it we don't know the discussions that have went on behind the scenes. We don't know um, with the new chief exec coming in how things will, will unfold. But certainly what it looks like is there's a, a bit of a plan in terms of a, you know, a forward-thinking approach towards next season, getting that clear out. Uh, I'm sure there's been discussions with players that are looking to get away, um, possibly looking to move on. Has there been a bit of interest that's been knocked back earlier in the season for, for players that have been refused moves? Um and Neil Lennon seems to be the, the man in charge of that just now. So it's interesting. I've listened to Barry's comments and, and I wouldn't disagree. Um, I believe that Neil Lennon will move on, but certainly the way things are looking just now, 
you could not write off the fact that he could be the Celtic manager next season. Yeah, I'm just putting my, myself in the, the, the shoes of, of players when you're coming to talk to a club. I want to know who the manager is, is going to be and what the plans are for the, the future of, of the club. And I don't see a player coming to sign with a club if they don't know who the manager is going to be. No. Because then they're put in a position. It's Neil Lennon that's obviously ticked us off and says, listen, uh, the young lad shot at Sheffield Wednesday. I want him. I don't think he would come if he didn't know if Neil Lennon mm-hmm. um, was going to be there. But listen, stranger things are happened. I, I just believe that there's a real chance that Neil Lennon could be in charge for the simple fact is when you listen to him do an interview, he's building for the future, he's got clear plans and who he wants to bring in. Teams will be out any time, so we've got another hour of the football. Celtic up against Aberdeen, kicking off in five minutes' time. St Mirren against Hamilton. And we're back after the news with the action. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Two and a half minutes gone. Celtic nil, Aberdeen nil. Barry, you're keeping an eye on it. Anything to report in the first couple of minutes? No, nothing much. As the game's just, uh, it's only two and a half minutes into it, so it's um, nothing happened. There was a, a cross ball in Edward. Um, Skied it at the, the back post. He should be playing top end championship, shouldn't he? <laughs> no top end Premier League. No, it, there's yeah. nothing, and it's too early yet, Paul. And actually, I realise you've got both games there. You've got yeah, Sunderland and Hamilton as well. Yep. He's yeah, spoiled rotten. Yeah, I'm just looking. Young Bruce Anderson started again, as Leanne mentioned. He was really impressive in, in Saturday for Hamilton, and he started in the front foot, getting in behind. That's that's one thing um, about young Bruce Anderson. He'll go and he'll run the channels really well, and he's he's already started that for Hamilton. We're taking your calls, Barry Ferguson, Leanne Crichton, and your calls. We're going on the line in a moment or two. Neil Lennon was speaking about his opposite number, Derek McInnes. Both managers have been under pressure. I think Derek's an outstanding manager. Um, he's done something, you know, not many modern day managers do. He's had that longevity at, at one club. I think he's been very loyal to Aberdeen when he could have gone on to maybe bigger and better things at other clubs, but he's he's remained loyal and, and stayed and um, I think that loyalty should be reciprocated at the minute. We all go through difficult periods this season. is not normal by any stretch of the imagination, as we've seen not just here in Scotland but elsewhere. So I think if anyone deserves a, a bit of loyalty and patience, it's, it's Derek. Reagan's on the line now. Good evening, Reagan. Hi. Hey, Paul, how are you doing? Good evening, very well, thanks. What about you? I think you want to speak about those two managers. Yes, I just wanted to ask, who is under more pressure to win today? Because obviously Derek McInnes, he's not the, the, the best person from the Aberdeen fans at the moment. Yeah. And Neil Lennon, he needs to win to try and silence the, the Celtic fans. So I'm just interested to know who, who would be under more pressure. Okay, I'm going to put you under pressure as well, Regan, in a moment and see what you think. But Leanne, what what do you reckon? Good question from Regan. It is a good question. Um, I think both managers will be feeling the pressure. You know, I think equally they'll both be expected to try and go and, and get the three points tonight. I think in terms of the 
the top of the table. You know, it's important that Celtic continue winning and that they take the opportunity to reduce the points deficit when they can. Um, but equally, Aberdeen are, you know, are in a poor run of form, lacking goals. They need something to set their, their season alight if they really want to push and, and test, you know, Hibs's resolve for that third spot. So, Huge, huge match for both of them. Um, I think the fact that they'll play each other again, you know, quite quickly, they'll be looking to try and stamp their authority. Um, but I think Neil Lennon probably just comes out on top in, in terms of his position. Uh, I know what the, the Aberdeen fans have been saying about Derek McInnes and stuff, but I, I don't fully agree um, with that. Although, um, you know, both managers have, have been incredible servants to, to both these clubs. But I think Celtic the pressure's on them tonight to make sure that they get another three points and get the points deficit to 15. Barry, what do you feel? Yeah, the, the pressure's always on at Celtic. They're expected to win every single game uh, they play in. Uh, there's no doubt about it in terms of Derek. Oh, as Leandro says, I think it's is it 1-1-9. One, one yep. It's probably the toughest time that, that Derek's had um, as Aberdeen manager. Um, and, and listen, the, the fans are putting him under pressure, but Derek will put himself under pressure. Um, the, the amount of good things that he's, do, he's done at Aberdeen um, but for me it's always a, the, the more pressure upon Neil Lennon he's he's expected to, to win tonight certainly with the form they've been on um, the last four games um, so for me yep, it's, if you're an old firm manager the pressure's always on to win every single game you enter Regan what do you think yourself who's under more pressure? Uh, uh, for me Neil Lennon because Neil, Neil Lennon I, I feel like he needs to prove it, prove, prove, prove to the Celtic fans that he, he should be the manager for next season because I don't know if you know but Celtic reportedly have signed a, a player from Sheffield Wednesday for next season yep Liam Shaw so, yep yeah I just want to ask Barry and Leanne do they think that play, play, players will not want to sign for Celtic no 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 who the manager will be. Well, you were saying that, Barry, they do want to know. In the case of uh, John Joe Kenny, I know that's just a loan deal, um, but in the case of uh, Liam Shaw, he has been wanted by other clubs and he's decided to come to Celtic. Yep, yeah, th- th- I know for a fact there was a, a lot of clubs after the, the young midfielder. Um, th- there's no doubt about it because he's done really well for Sheffield Wednesday, but I, I, I'm just going for how I would feel if I was going to a club and I'm, I'm sure Leanne would be the same if I'm going to sign my club I want to know who I'm going to be playing under it, it's plain and simple and, and what the, the future holds for the club in terms of what way um, the manager that I'm going to sign for sees the club going um, so I'd be I'd be surprised if a player signed not knowing who was going to be in charge because it must affect people coming to Rangers. There's no doubt about it. Stephen Gerrard, international reputation, and that must draw people to Scotland and to Rangers. Uh, Neil Lennon's had a great record this season. It hasn't happened for him. Um, I'm sure you agree with Barry. They want to know who's going to be in charge, but you don't think he will be in charge next season? I think 100% you would want to know, and that's why it is interesting, because even a, a player coming from England, you know, normally players want to come to Scotland to, to then get themselves to England or, or bigger clubs in, in Europe. Um, so there must have been a, a, a positive conversation that's managed to lure the young player you know, from England up to Scotland. So perhaps Neil Lennon knows more than, than what's been said um, or possibly whoever's been part of those discussions at the club has been able to, been able to offer some clarity on, on where the club will be next year. But I personally believe that 
what Neil Lennon's remit would have been was to deliver ten in a row, you know. And I, I think once that is um, decided, either way, um, that would have been the end, you know. And that that is not even based on even the team's performance over the course of the season. I think that's just a natural process in terms of where Celtic are at as a club and that it's probably time for a fresh approach um, and a different type of rebuild. Riggin, thanks for the call. Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, Leanne Crichton, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney. We're on 0808 17, 17 700. Ten minutes gone at uh, Love Street, as I still call it, at St Mirren against Hamilton, nil-nil. And Celtic Aberdeen, same story. Yep, but Celtic have stamped their authority on the game now um, the, la- the last five minutes I think that's three times that I've, I've seen Ayer drive with the ball 30 or 40 yards uh, and Celtic are moving the, the ball at a tempo really quickly um, and Aberdeen can't get hold of it so Celtic are, are dominant just going into 10 minutes Here's Scott, a Rangers fan on the line Good evening Scott Yeah, good thanks Is that, Can we hear you there? It sounds a bit muffled Okay that better? Much better. Right, Scott, you're on. Hi. Uh, Hi. Yeah, I just wanted to say how annoyed I'm at the five players that have decided to ruin the Rangers' careers by going to a party. I just feel we're four wins away from a league title when last 32-year-old playing you'll do something like that. And I don't think there'd be more relieved man about Tav's injury being fake news than Nathan Parson. <laughs> that that's a good point, Leanne, isn't it? That uh, if that had been true, but you can hear Scott gutted, and you would see Stephen Gerrard on the press conference and on Rangers TV. That was the, f- the first thing that, that crossed my mind when I read the the bit online earlier today about uh, Tavernier's injury, and I thought, you know, it's, <laughs> it would just be like the thing that this has happened. Um, and young Nathan Patterson has, has went and made the mistake that he has. And, and also Calvin Bassey as well, you know, a, a player that's been deployed in that full-back area and um, utilised in the, de- the defensive line. But crazy decision from all the players. Um, as Scott mentioned, four wins away from a title. I, I can only imagine what it must be like, at, you know, at the club and how much the, the players and the staff are, are driving that message home about how important it is to keep doing their jobs every day. Um, the approach and the professionalism and the standards, I think, that Stephen Gerrard has set since he came into the club. You know, he's he's made no mistakes. Players that have made mistakes, that have let the club down, they've been shown the door. You look at Jones, you look at Edmondson, um, would their careers have continued at Rangers? Perhaps not. You know, they might have went out and loan anyway, but I, I do think that there was a huge element of that was brought on by the fact that they had broke the rules and let the club down. Um, and it's just really, really silly. You know, it's young players. I get that. I don't agree with it regardless. So I don't, you know, in normal circumstances, you can say they're young, they've made mistakes, but everybody's living in a pandemic just now. Everybody knows the rules. Everybody knows what they should be doing and none more so than players that are privileged. I mean, I'm sitting at home Barry's sitting at home, a team full of players that don't get to train, don't get near a training pitch, don't get to see our teammates, and you've got these players that get absolutely everything. You know, it's just ridiculous that they've made this decision. I'm sure they've got good players around them. Bagani Zungu, he's 28 years old, he's not a young guy. You know, he's been in and around the game, he knows exactly uh, what he should be doing. It's just absolute madness. Barry, what do you yeah, feel? There's no getting away from it. They've badly let the club down their manager down their teammates down but most importantly their, their sales down um, I, I can't say any more than that I, I don't think they'll play again this season certainly Patterson and Bassey have been a party I'd probably say good 70% of the games this season um, not starting but been on the bench I don't know if um, I might so be right in saying that 
Patterson was possibly one appearance away from a winner's medal if they win the title. Yep. Wow. Um, in that, even that, just, yeah. I don't think they'll play again this season. Um, I think once the dust settles, when the season finishes, they'll be off for three or four weeks. They'll come back into pre-season. I'm sure the manager then will see if they're really remorseful in terms of how their attitude is. Um, but I'm, cl- I'm more than positive in two weeks when... They're allowed to come back into the training ground. The manager will be sitting them down and they'll be fined. There's, there's no doubt about that. I thought he handled the situation with Jones and Edmondson very well. And I'm sure he'll do the same um, with, with the five players. But I just don't get why they done it three months ago. Rangers were put in a situation with the two players. Um, I know for a fact every single day inside that training ground, if it's not told by the manager or the coaching staff, it's the medical staff. When you mm-hmm. go out the gates, make sure you're straight home. Now, I know players at times have got to go to shops, but make sure you're using your mask, you're sanitising. So that that's the biggest disappointment. And I'll say, I'll go back to, I watched the interview and Stephen Gerrard was, was hurting, there was anger, there was a mixture of emotions in that. Some news from Celtic. Yep, Celtic have just taken lead ball. I've taken my eye off the ball right enough. I, I couldn't tell you what happened. David Turnbull struck it from outside uh, the box. Barry, it's uh, the replaying it now on Celtic TV. McGregor plays it to him. Well, wow. that's what David Turnbull's oh, brought to, to Motherwell. Um, you can see, uh, to Motherwell, from Motherwell, you can see the reason why Celtic went and spent £3 million on him. And since he's come back into the team... Um, He's been exceptional. He's been an outstanding player for me alongside Edward. So that's what he's known for. One thing about him, he'll go and take the opportunities when he, he gets 30 yards, 25 yards outside the box. He's not scared to go and have a pop, which I, I really like about him. I think that looking at that from an Aberdeen point of view as well, this is where for me the back five doesn't work. They've dropped off Celtic really deep, dropping into that compact shape and you're leaving guys like David Turnbull with space on the edge of the box, you know, for me, go and match up, you know, go and get close to these players in the middle of the park, it would be a tough night for you to stick with them, uh, they probably would find moments, but certainly in this opening 15 minutes, Aberdeen don't look like they're in this game at all, Celtic have dominated it, um, they're cutting Aberdeen open at every opportunity, wide areas in particular, um, but credit to, to David Turnbull, it's a fantastic finish and he's certainly got an eye for goal. Scott, uh, that was the Celtic goal coming in. What about Rangers this time tomorrow night getting ready for the match? How do you think Rangers will play? Morellas, Barry was saying he'd have him in from the beginning. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. We've not looked the same team the last three, four weeks without him. Uh, we tried Atten, who's done okay, not great. Ruth came in, was fine, got suspended. So I think Morellas 100% has to play. His European record speaks for itself. Was across the three seasons we've had the Europa League. Can I just add something in terms of the COVID situation with the, sure. the five Rangers players? See, the manager, when they go out the gates, he can't hold their hands 24-7. You've got to put trust in the players and the players have let them down. It's plain and simple. But I, I know for one, a lot of people are saying get rid of them, that's them finished. Let's see, let, let the dust uh, settle a wee bit. Um, I'm all for people getting a second chance put them in the sin bin till the summer and yep. then see next Find year them. Yep. hit them in the pocket so they are finding them yep, yep. stay away from the training ground they're not with the, the group that, that'll that be hurting the most Scott what do you feel about that do you agree with the former captain yeah yeah, yeah I'd say I probably would say give him another chance 
that one of the points that I've been saying a lot online is the fact that the young boys have made mistakes. Like I'm 20 years old. I know I've not to go out. I've been invited to stuff. I was like, no, I can't go. Yeah. I'm yeah. only 20. I'm roughly same age as these boys. Yeah. I, I, I'm, so not, I'm not saying go. that because they're, they're young. They're, they're adults. Same you as 28, though, yeah. so there's oh. absolutely But I'm, yeah. I'm not saying give them a second chance because they're, they're younger. I know uh, Leanne just says Zungu's yeah. 28, the under four are, are, are 21 and, and under. Yeah. Um, I, I just believe, listen, they'll get hit in the pocket, they'll get told to stay away, they'll not be allowed to train with the, the, the first team or, or get out and, and do the stuff that they're used to doing. And then that's when it, I'll, I'll, seven days sitting in that house, that'll hit them hard, believe me. And listen, see if this see if this was a case for me at Glasgow City. You know, I I understand that you know Bagani Zungu, for example, he, he's arrived in Scotland. He's came um, in the transfer window. Um, it's taken a while for him to go up to speed. He's not hit the ground running. He's been in the team. He's been out the team. He's not really found his place. Uh, the game that he did start, you know, as a draw at Hamilton of most recently. For me as a player, if that's one of my teammates, I would be so disappointed because you've not actually earned the right to be cut any slack and that for me is maybe as players that don't recognise what the magnitude of the task is in front of them or the significance of what's in front of them um, and I, I, that's what will disappoint players you know that's what you need to worry about more the manager will deal with it but what you need to worry more about is losing the respect to your teammates and your trust of your teammates because if you're expecting to have a contract you know extension it's, I think it's a loan we have you to buy Zungu where have you left yourself now? You're, getting happen, no, you're not getting no opportunity to show what you can do. You've not done enough just now to earn yourself a contract. So for me, a guy at 28 years old, he's maybe only got one or two contracts in him. He's really let himself down and I think that's what Rangers will be so disappointed in. The young players perhaps will get a second chance but a player like that, you know, you've burnt But We're, we're all in the same boat here. Yep. I'm desperate to go out for a meal. Mm and have a glass of wine I'm desperate mm. to go and meet my mates and have a couple of beers and, and watch a football but you can't do it Scott's the same yeah. Yeah. and it's not just the football player everybody's in the same situation yeah. everybody's finding it tough so, I just I, I, I'm so disappointed yeah. in what they've done on Saturday night that's all I can say Paul here's Stephen Gerrard well, I think first and foremost we have to acknowledge that five of our players have been involved in a breach of the Covid regulations have been removed from the club and the squad for now Bagani Zungu is involved, Nathan Patterson, Calvin Bassey, Dapo and a young goalie who is an academy player but has spent some time around the first team as well, Brian Kinnear. From the top of the club to the bottom we're all really disappointed in. That will be dealt with internally, uh, the players will be fined and um, we are in dialogue with the SFA and the government. In dialogue with the SFA and the government. Scott, listen, thanks very much for calling and hopefully you'll no be worries. back at Ibrox soon and uh, out with your mates as well. Hopefully, that's the dream. I need a haircut more than anything at the moment. <laughs> oh, don't start Cypheri in this. Uh, he'll get going. All right, Scott, cheers. Yeah, cheers, see you Thanks, Scott, who reckoned Rangers will win tomorrow night, continuing that run in Europe. Celtic are one up at home against Aberdeen. David Turnbull, 25 yards out. Good strike from Turnbull. Nothing from Paisley. Still St Mirren nil, Hamilton nil. You think there's uh, going to be goals in that one? Yeah. In, in uh, St Mirren against Hamilton, no, Le- you think? Yep. Leanne thought there was going to be goals in it. I think oh, it's won. going to be a cagey affair. As I said, I, I went 1 0. Um, I think Leanne went 2 1 Hamilton, so I, I don't see it as a pretty um, even game. There's, there's nothing much in 
in this at Murnan Hamilton game to be fair Alright, bit of chat coming in about what uh, Neil Lennon was referring to when he said uh, there are things that he can't go into about what's going on behind the scenes so we're getting some calls about that and some on the socials at Go Radio Football Show we're back with more of your calls next The Go Radio Football Show Let's go No scoring in Paisley St Mirren and Hamilton nil-nil but Celtic one up against Aberdeen David Turnbull and it was a peach after 15 minutes Leanne Crichton Great finish, Paul. Yep, 25 yards out. Aberdeen backline dropped off, picked up a lovely pocket of space, touch out his feet, hit low and hard into the bottom corner. Joe Lewis didn't stand a chance. Great start from Celtic. They've been really convincing in the opening 25 minutes. Um, certainly Aberdeen are, are, are going to need to pull something out of the bag if they've to get back in this match. One of the headlines today beforehand, Neil Lennon said uh, on comments about this season, he said, I don't think it's unfair or unrealistic, in other words, the criticism. But he said, we've had mitigating circumstances throughout this campaign, some of which I can't divulge publicly. Now, there's a lot in social media. It is speculation. People are saying, I wouldn't say it unless I knew something from the inside. But they are saying that, that they think that Neil Lennon wanted to sell players who didn't want to be there over the summer. He said, right, let's sell them. And apparently, but he wasn't allowed to sell them. That's what they're saying at the moment. It is speculation. He was asked about players who want away. And we'll maybe hear that shortly. It doesn't want to play at the moment. Maybe that tells us something. Barry, it is speculation. But people like uh, Tony, for example, that it looked as though he might be coming to Celtic, but people didn't want to sell uh, Edward. Well, well, well you're, you're manager at a football club and you, you've got players. That you, you can see in their body language, Leanne will, will tell you, you can see in people's body language if they don't want to be there or not. And, and Neil Lennon's maybe thought there's three, four, maybe even five players that he's, he's thought to himself, right, do you know what, I'm better letting, letting you go in terms of getting a transfer fee in because uh, what, what, what you want at a football club is you want players who are there that are wanting to try and fight for you and it may be the, the simple fact is um, Neil Lennon wanted players out to bring his own in um, you've seen over the last um, few weeks just before the window shut he's let a couple of players go obviously Frank Pong getting for me top money and I think it was 12 million quid or 11 and a half million pound whatever it's good it was money, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's great money for him look there's potential but he's still raw for me and obviously um, there's who was the boy who went back to El Hamid El Hamid sorry went back yep. to Israel yep. um, so maybe Neil Lennon wanted another few out mm-hmm. uh, to bring his own players in as you mentioned there was a player linked Tony who was at Peterborough and went to Brentford for I think eight million pound. And how good what, is he? What a signing he's been for Brentford. And, and there's already talk down there that there's Premier League clubs um, keep an eye on him. Um, they're talking 25, 30 million pounds. So he would have been ideal, big physical presence. Um, but listen, I'm sure in time um, it will come out what what Neil Lennon was meaning. It certainly sounds as if there's perhaps more to it than than what we've had. Um the privilege to know uh, and only time will tell you know if Neil Lennon remains in the position beyond the end of the season if he brings in new players if players move uh, move on you know the players that there was perhaps speculation around and, and interest in terms of Christopher Ayer we know Edward has been linked with a move um, only time will tell Paul we could speculate you know for the rest of the night but what Neil Lennon will be glad just now is that whatever the change has been in circumstances in and around the club, whether that's just been moving on two or three players that 
no deadwood because that sounds really bad but just not influencing it and not making the team better sometimes just removing those players and operating with a smaller group that want to be there that want to win that want to have a jersey uh, come the weekend come these midweek games you know it can have a huge impact in the in sport. Cham for example it, it, he was so it can all, talented also yeah. have an impact on the dressing room when you've yeah. got unhappy players and they're sulking and they're and also out. those cliques of players that start to branch off you know if you've got two or three different mm-hmm. groups of players that are influencing that negativity that go to training before a ball's even been kicked they've not had a good time but for know. me see if players are unhappy and they want to move they've got to perform out in the yeah. pitch yeah. and I think that's what's maybe happened with Edwards you've seen him come into a bit of form I think Neil Lennon's maybe took took him to the side and had a, a quiet word with him yeah. listen start mm-hmm. producing if you want to go to the next level which it's clear he can um, everybody's got ambitions to play at the, the, the top level and that's the English Premier League mm-hmm. maybe he's had a chat with him and you see his form in the last two or three weeks he's been he's been back to his best and you see the difference that he makes so again you heard Neil Lennon say in his interview there um, people will not go on his forum but I, I'm sure people will, will now start to um, stand up and take notice of his goal scoring uh, and his all round play over the last few weeks now not necessarily you know every sort of individual situation has to be taken on its own merits so again you know yeah i've touched on you know how unhappy hatem was with you know the living conditions away from his work and how difficult it was for him on a personal level and you have to take in the health and well-being of individuals as well now you know more than ever so again you just look at each individual case and you know will sort of come hopefully to the right decision going forward on each one you're never secure in in your role as a manager anyway especially when you've been through you know difficult times but um yeah i'm quite comfortable with the way um, the position is at the minute and um until that changes you know give my best every day you know what i've not taken any notice of it really the only time i think about it is when you guys bring it up so it's not affected my work or my thought processes at all. So the last one there about the review after the chairman uh, issuing the statement 700 words on Wednesday uh, but the fans still want to know what is going to be happening. Listen, that was speculation about, uh, but it is on social media, there's loads on this evening that uh, Neil Lennon perhaps wanted to sell some of the big names if they didn't want to be there and the, and the board, or the, the club said no, let's keep them. And you can understand because I mean, pundits as well said, oh, you'd never sell Edward when you go back. I'm not saying it was Edward or Encham maybe different or Ayer was mentioned for AC Milan this would play to that narrative though you'd maybe understand that Neil Lennon it was just different the body language seemed different um, and maybe that's why they're saying hey we give him a chance now if he can bring in his own players because at the moment there's no sign of a new manager coming in and he is beginning to assemble a squad he's got Sorrow on again tonight how's he doing Barry have you have we seen much of Sorrow? Yeah, he's um, he's similar to Scott Brown. There's no yep. doubt he just he plays that um, holding midfield role really well. It allows when Ayer breaks forward, um, what Scott Brown done um, in Sunday against St. Johnson, he filled in. That's what Sorrell's doing tonight. Um, I think it brings in the, the best to Ayer when he's he's driving forward. That's that's um, a big part of Ayer's game. But Sorrell, again, it was one that. I never knew too much about until he came in. I think it was a Lille game in Europa League. Um, he came in and he, he done really well. And he, he's not kind of looked back, uh, back. Sorry, some really good performances, strong performances, and he could be one that in time when when Scott Brown decides to hang up his boots, he could um, come in and replace him no problem. Yeah, I think he, he he's certainly grown each game that you see him. 
if anything, he's more comfortable when he goes. He's more comfortable than Scott Brown, I think, to step forward and play with his back to play at times. You know, he's more comfortable rotating within that diamond formation that, that Celtic have got in the middle of the park because a lot of the time, you know, Callum McGregor drops in there really deep to get on it. Um, David Turnbull will, will keep moving, you know, relentlessly to, to find pockets of space and get free. But he, he looks like he could be a Celtic player um, for the foreseeable future and certainly an actual replacement um, to work in there and uh, alongside Scott Brown. Celtic one up, Barry, and a chance there a moment to go to make it two. Yeah, a difficult technique as well on the half volley. Callum McGregor from about 20 yards out, um, he's just inches away. Um, it, it's just again, as I said, Callum McGregor, yeah, he's one player that I, when I watch, I expect more out of. I think he's got everything needed to be a, a top midfielder. And again, when you've got that holding midfield uh, player um, and certainly the way that Celtic are playing with that diamond, Callum McGregor's better when he breaks forward. He's dangerous and again, he's got goals in him, which is vital for a midfielder. And he finds those those forward passes. You know, the, the, the bits of quality the now that, that Celtic have got, um, the way they're playing against Aberdeen, Callum McGregor's instrumental in that. You know, and he actually looks... I'm the same as Barry, you know, I expect more from him at times and, and I feel from I've mentioned it in the show before, I feel from this season because he's been deployed in areas that I don't think is, is you getting the best out of Callum McGregor, but he looks happier in the last, you know, three, four weeks. You can see when Celtic are winning and performing, um, Callum McGregor is affected and, and impacted by that either way. Um, but no, he, he's got a real, you know, bond in there as, as well, regardless of who plays, whether it's Scott Brown or Sorrow. Callum McGregor just works around people that are in there and that's why he's such a good player. Yeah, he's one that, as I said, that I prefer him further forward. But if he's asked to go and do a job, I think he's one that will never complain. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at Celtic season on a whole, he has been the one that has stood out. He's been, for me, Celtic's most consistent performer. Here he is speaking about this season so far. I think it's been a, a learning curve, definitely in in that sense, where you probably learn more about yourself and and the team when you when you lose games. You learn more about yourself as a character and a person. To have the success and then obviously to, to drop off this year and not have just as much success, then it, it helps you refocus and rebalance yourself for for obviously future challenges. But you no, know, ideally we would we would want to go on and win it again. But you know, like I said, we have to learn. And when we come back in the in the summer, we keep pushing on between now and the end of the season. And then in the summer we, we come back with a freshness again. And what about all the chats about the manager? I think obviously that's a, a decision for the club and, and obviously the people above us. So they'll, they'll take that decision. But you know what I will say is everyone is fully behind the manager. He's had a great record um, at this club. He's delivered so much success, firstly as a player and then obviously as a manager as well. So you know his, his credentials speak for himself. And, and like I say, we've had very successful times. You know, obviously we've managed to do two trebles under his under his wing as well, which everybody always remembers that as well. So from my side um, and the players' side, then obviously we are, we are all behind them and, and we've had some good times together as well. And Callum McGregor on his form? Yeah, it's been good. Results have been good. Large bits of the performances have been good as well. So starting to look more like our old self and, you know, we just need it to continue. We need to continue working hard and staying positive. And, and like I say, we just keep going now and, and trying, you know, win the next game. And then when the next one comes, we, we try and do the same. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We know it's going to be a tough task, you know, for us, we just have to focus on ourselves um, and that is, you know, training, everybody turned up, um, professional, we put we put the work in, keep trying to get better and like I said, when the games come along then we try and implement everything that we do in training with the right attitude, obviously the result is then a, 
a product of all that hard work. And, you know, we just have to keep taking it game by game. You know, there's always a, a, a glimmer of hope until it's mathematically impossible. So, you know, we have to keep working and, and keep believing that, you know, you, you just never know in football. Callum McGregor there. Oh, can't wait till the days of Zoom calls will go and since there's oh, Natardis there. Washing machine in the background. <laughs> he speaks well though. So that's Callum McGregor. Still 1-0 Celtic. Barry, there was a suggestion, claims of a handball. Yeah, Camberry. Yeah, yep. Camberry tried to flick it um, through, I think it was Walsh, uh, Welsh, sorry, and I can't remember who else uh, the other player was, but it's never a penalty. Um, his, his hands are at the side. There's uh, Aberdeen players were... Uh, Asking for the penalty, but for me, never a penalty. Because it's one of these ones you're, you're caught, Paul. You either mm. wrap your hands behind your back, which is not a natural position, yeah. or you keep your hands exactly where they, they would be naturally, and that's what, what Welsh has done. Um, but you see that now, and that's where you don't want the game to get to, is when attacking players enter the box, that you're actually trying to just flick the ball off of people's hands to, to gain an advantage that's that's not the, the whole point of this rule change in terms of the handball it's it's got to be clear and obvious and in moments that you, you do make your silhouette bigger Celtic 1-0 Barry clearly they'd look to get second because if the game does go on at this time it's mainly Celtic but yeah they're so in control yeah. of the game Paul there's no doubt about it just when you're in this much control you want to get that vital second goal and then it, it relaxes you a wee bit but when it's at 1-0 Aberdeen Albeit they're not playing well, um, they can't really keep the ball. There's yeah, always a chance. chance there. I don't know if you've seen Dean Campbell just breaking for the, the middle of the park, travelled quite a distance, got beyond the Celtic back line, looking for the cutback, ended up with a, a, a kind of decent cutback that went beyond the six yard box to the back post. Um, Canberra or, or Hornby, I think it was, tried to slide across, couldn't get on the end of it, and then it was wasteful at the back post. But Aberdeen, maybe a couple of months or so ago, in, in better form, would have capitalised on that opportunity, or perhaps Celtic defensively, you know, would have, have been caught out. And Rob said earlier, is it five games, no goals, Aberdeen, and six has never happened. So tonight they're desperate to get, no. well, a win, at least a point, and a goal. And I think yep. you're going back to something like 1991, Paul, with the last time that they failed to score in four consecutive away games. You know, it's just not like Aberdeen, regardless of the, the form and the seasons that they've had over the last number of years, yep. there's always been goals in the side. And I think that's what's most frustrating, you know, for Aberdeen fans, is that even if you if you play and maybe don't play so well, if you score goals and you look like you're in games or you look like you've had at least chances to win papers over the cracks a lot of the time but if you don't score goals and you, you don't win matches then it shows up um you know every kind of negativity that's there but you're always going to have problems when you Derek's had far too many players off for him yeah. mm. as simple as that and lost that, players as well yeah but you can only have one or two an off day but Derek's having five six seven and then as Lan was just about to say there He's lost McKenna at the start of the season. He's lost um, Cosgrove in the, the window. Uh, Hedges out injured yep. and, and right away to Rangers. So th their four players for me are certain starters. There's no doubt. So he always needs to go and find. Um, oh, there's Camberry just smashed one for 30 yards off the post. Wow. As I said, at 1-0 there's always that opportunity that Aberdeen um, might take. And then, as you said, Camberry, good bit of play on the left-hand side. He cuts in inside 30 yards out strikes it off the post so Aberdeen starting to creep into the game we're back with Leanne and Barry just after this The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go Barry Ferguson Leanne Crichton Paul Cooney 
Eyes going everywhere with uh, the matches on at the moment. South of the border as well. Celtic are one up on Aberdeen. A minute left in the first half. And St Mirren and Hamilton, nil-nil. Florian Camberry struck the post a few moments ago for Aberdeen. It was David Turnbull who scored in 15 minutes for Celtic. Barry, we're just chatting there. How's it going up front with uh, Edward and Ayeti? What's he bringing to it? Yeah, I, I, I struggle to see... What he, he does bring to the, the Celtic team, I, I looked in, in Sunday, obviously Christie played up top with, with Edward and I, I thought they linked up really well, but for me the the strongest partnership is Lee Griffiths and Edward, but listen, Neil Lennon watches him train every day, he takes him training, so he's obviously went with Ayeti again to, to see if he can, he can bring goals to the team, but... It just I, I I don't know maybe he's taking a bit more time than than normal to, to settle. Uh, there's no doubt he, he had a decent start. He scored a few goals, but um, him and Edward are just not clicking for me. I think in this game though, what he is doing and probably doing it well enough is that he, his starting position is always very high. You know, he's not like an Edward or a Griffiths that really comes looking for the ball too much. He occupies, you know, the centre-backs of Aberdeen. He's not sticking to the one side. He's moving centrally. He's off to the left. So they're constantly having to communicate who's picking him up, you know, whether he's looking to get on the ball or not. But whilst he's doing that, you've got players like Turnbull. You know, me and Barry have just mentioned that, you know, during that wee break, that he's constantly in good areas. He's constantly on the half turn. His movement is exceptional. I, I um, need more for somebody who I spend £5 million on. But. Absolutely, I would agree with that. But I'm just saying in, in terms of this game and the approach, by him occupying the central defenders, the Aberdeen is offering up spaces and pockets for other players um, like Turnbull, McGregor, Christie to go and occupy and cause problems and that is what's causing Aberdeen problems it's those pockets in between the, the midfield and I, the defensive line I, I was just speaking to Leanne off earlier I'll tell you one thing that Turnbull the, the positions and areas uh, that that young man picks up is, is unbelievable he's, he's so clever mm-hmm. all it takes is a couple of yards there again he's on the half turn he's bringing at the Aberdeen is... defence he's, he's so clever real clever footballer and then he's near enough scored again a, a good one to Edward there but he's a He'll bring goals to the Celtic midfield, but he's a really intelligent football player as well. As if you'd written the script there, wasn't it? Chip Barry just said about <laughs> it, and it opened, it. he opened up the play there and uh, linked up well with Edward. And again, and, and there's always a free player, Paul, in, in the middle of the park. You know, Aberdeen are, are saying they've got a midfield five. It's not, it's a midfield three. Mm-hmm. At times, you know, you're, you're a player down. You're, you're three against four against the diamond. Go and match up. Go and have a go. If you're Derek McInnes and you need goals, then you're going to need to get in Celtic's faces a wee bit more um, and have a bit more about you. If they get in it at 1-0 at half time, they'll, they'll have won a watch because certainly Celtic have been far the dominant side in this opening 45. Two minutes added and the time is just about up. In fact, there is the whistle at half time. Barry, it's been uh, all Celtic, but just that one goal to show for it. The story of the season. Yeah, when, when you dominate that much, the, the most important thing is when you go in front, you want to get the, the next goal. Um, and listen, I think Celtic took their foot off the gas a little and that's allowed Aberdeen to come in with a couple of chances. Um, obviously, Camberry hitting hit the post, but overall, Celtic deserve to be in the lead. Um, the, the only disappointing thing for Neil Lennon is they've not got that vital second goal, as I said. Much from Edward, have you seen? I just see him tripping off there on Celtic TV, Leanne. Have you seen much from the striker? He's a handful, Paul. He, he's touch, everything about him. Technically, he's, he's superb. Um, he doesn't stay centrally, you know, he's a striker that will go and move into a channel, he occupies space, he stretches the back line, he drops into pockets that he play, um, he's so good, you know, he's he's back to, to his best and and he's a reason, he's performing the way um, 
you know, he's had interest for other clubs and you can understand why there's been a lot of spe- speculation around his future if I could get my words out that'd be good <laughs> yep. what you need to let Edward do is, is go and roam about the pitch mm-hmm. go into areas where yep. he's difficult I mean that's why I think playing the lone striker I don't think he enjoys that I think he enjoys playing with a, a partner one and two touch just constantly on the move yep. and he finds us wee through balls and mm-hmm. pockets of space bouncing one twos yep. even at, at McDermott Park on Sunday, he's dribbling cross, you know, step overs, mm. Cruyff turns, crossovers on a pitch that you know you'd be lucky if you could walk your dog on it. You know there was his little grass at times, yeah. and that's uh, no disrespect to St. Johnson. It's just a tough time of year to try and have the pitches looking good, but he's so he's mm. technically so so good. Yeah, well, what I will say is Turnbull and Edward are, are striking up a, a good partnership. Two good footballers. They know the kind of areas. And um, how key is that though, Barry? You oh, know that as a central midfielder, the relationship between a, a, a centre mid. Mm that's looking to get forward in your striker you need to have that relationship you need you, you those two need players to, to be in the same wavelength see when you've got that kind of relationship with a player on the pitch you don't need to know where mm-hmm. you don't need to have a look to no. know where he is you, you know expect exactly him to where be you're there fine. Yep, um, so totally. sometimes you you gamble with playing a ball but you expect your your fellow partner to be there and they two are for me they're on the same wavelength and that was with Edward earlier in the season Celtic were just it was far too much side to side where you lose interest as a striker whereas now Turnbull's there forward thinking all the time you've got Christie in there forward thinking Callum McGregor is not having to be that holding midfielder he's not sitting in those deep positions he can find those forward passes um, you're constantly involved in the game Great analysis only here on Go Radio with Leanne Crichton and Barry Ferguson we've been taking loads of your calls uh, we're watching actually an old game there from 2013 a uh, high scoring game from there uh, let me tell you it's nil nil St Mirren and Hamilton at half time but nothing much to report in the first half Barry from that one No it's yep. um, a, a pretty nothing game as I, I kind of guessed before it, it would be a, a tense affair um, obviously Jim's wanting to get back to winning ways um, he's missing as I said he's missing important players which which is going to hurt them um, they've not got the biggest squad Sitman. and Hamilton want to continue the fine form that they're on I know it's only two games I know they draw against Rangers but the performance against Mother at the weekend was was great so as I said that I think it's going to be a real cagey affair the same again in the second half for me a point each might not be the worst for the two managers Leanne it might not Paul but I certainly think that as the game uh, edges closer towards the end that you, you'll see you know, both sides trying to go and, and and snatch the three points because these are the games. You know, Hamilton's season won't be defined in results against no. the old firm um, teams top three and four. Their their season will be defined in the teams in and around them and within you know that site. And there's ten points you know between both sides, but certainly the way Hamilton have played in the last number of weeks, the fact that they've kept themselves in the game, they've got that you know ninety third minute equaliser against Rangers. They'll believe that they can go and sneak a victory tonight. Back to your era, Paul, 1982. Well, thank you. you were, yes, um, that black and white uh, as well. Yep. Steady. He was a 45-year-old man then. <laughs> a hardly a boy. In fact, there is, there's Gordon Strachan, who was certainly a boy in 1982. He was 25 years old. Uh, certainly so, not looking old like match. that on the TV the night, is he, with the beard no, and the white not, hair? So Celtic that's, won up. That's yeah. Paul behind the goals. <laughs> I think I may have been your commentator, <laughs> Paul McStay. You reckon one of the greatest players well, there. Yep. Listen, I remember as a, yep. a young kid growing up watching some fantastic midfielders yeah. um, obviously Rangers I was watching my team but when I, I seen Paul McStay play football um, that man could he knew how he knew how to play the game that's for sure 
Some big news from the Highlands. The game has gone ahead. Inverness, it's the first wow. one in ages and it's nil-nil at halftime. You wait all that time. So it's uh, Inverness, nil. Queen of the South, nil. Midweek games seem to be okay for Inverness. Ah, the yeah. odd one, but I yeah. don't think they've played a weekend game since 29th of December. It's terrible. Where are you this Friday night? Are you No Leanne? championship game this right, Friday. Okay. No, the women's uh, Scotland game's on, Cyprus, Scotland's on ah, in the yeah. afternoon as well. So there'll be coverage of that. How are we going to do, do you think? Uh, they should beat Cyprus comfortably I would expect even with the amount of changes that there's been I think Portugal on the Wednesday will be a big test because they're a decent side and Portugal are looking to top the group along with Finland so I'm excited to see the, the team and how they shape up and, and the way they perform um, for the wee bit of feedback for the camp and things sound good spoke to a couple of the players and they're enjoying it Thanks, Stuart McClan will do no, well. No, I'm, I'm just, uh, we, we complain, no, we complain about pitches, but I'm just watching a game, Aberdeen Celtic 1982. Unbelievable. And the, the pitches, honestly, we, we, we complain yep. now. You don't know then. you're living you too. Yeah. By the way, I covered yeah. some of these games the other week, sorry to digress huh? quickly, uh, and we were we were looking back at old footage and archive of games and see the tempo and the intensity that the games were played at. No team thought about keeping the ball mm. every team got the ball went in the attack transitional constantly the fitness levels were unbelievable and the pitches were horrific we don't know we're living you don't honestly. know you're living exactly so what about tomorrow I mean, you, yeah. you look at Celtic Park it's like a bowling green the difference yeah. it makes uh, over the yeah. resources to actually yeah. look after the grass in this mm. weather just shows you I think during the Brendan Rodgers years he insisted on you know sort of Anfield still of yeah, yeah, you're Premiership a million and a half two million pounds and you see that with all the games pitch. on TV you know that every pitch basically in England looks immaculate Leanne can you believe in the last few minutes Barry you went all the way to UEFA Cup final it's now the Europa League how are you feeling then for Rangers tomorrow night against Royal Antwerp I'm very confident It's for the simple fact as I, I've been really impressed with the Steven Gerrard and his team in Europe I think his tactics away from home especially I've been spot on and I think um, they'll get that vital three points uh, sorry that vital win tomorrow and then it's back to Ibrox so I, I'm more than confident Rangers uh, can continue their, their very good form in Europe Royal Antwerp are saying oh they might have five players out Leanne maybe seven but we often hear this before uh, you know the European matches how are you feeling about the game tomorrow? Oh, the main games always start yep. especially when it's European games Paul I think Royal Antwerp will be you know approaching the game cautiously because they'll know that Rangers have already um, beaten standard Liège I think they'll, they'll feel that if they can try and stay in the game and possibly get to Ibrox and, and look for that away goal that might be the all important one but I, I fancy Rangers to, to get you know the win tomorrow uh, I, night I just like the way he goes about his business away from home they sit back and hitting the counter attack and uh, teams and want to come out and play a wee bit more yep. as well which uh, you don't get in Scotland so mm -hmm. the game does open up and that's one thing that they've improved on over the years um, they were very much everybody says they had no plan B but he certainly got a plan B he certainly has he loves these uh, European games That I was going to say get away from the pressure of the Premiership but there's not a lot of pressure on Rangers because they are playing so well they've got a system and it's working for Rangers Leanne they it's, are yeah. and a lot of people say you know they've not performed that well over the last number oh. of weeks apart from you know the draw against Hamilton they've had clean sheets they've had three points See, he's a footballer. That's all you want. You know, it doesn't matter whether you win five 0 or you win one 0 See, as long as you get the three points and you keep that that run and win going, that's all that matters. Um, I, you know, I think they'll continue that tomorrow night. Are they going to go all the way, Invincibles, Rangers? Well, there's a possibility. Sure. There's no doubt about. What it. are you going to say there, Barry? You're going to uh, say just about yeah. Rangers. A lot of people are going 
going on about they've not played as well as they did previous I, I, I thought on Saturday as I mentioned on the show yeah. the first half they weren't great but there was a real um, response in the in the second half I thought they were really good in the second half and I think there's no doubt in my mind they could have won by another two or three goals um, but the most important thing is if you look at Rangers over the season it's 22 clean sheets that's unbelievable tells you everything doesn't yep. it ok good luck to Rangers tomorrow Rob's going to be in the studio with Craig Moore who knows a thing or two about Rangers success and Gary Caldwell who knows a lot about good times at Celtic Barry Leanne thanks very much thank you Jokal Day's coming next we're back tomorrow at 5 The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. 